Welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast that's all things about travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. A few weeks ago, we did a little thing here called Battle of the Best, where we compare two cities that a traveler may consider similar as a vacation destination and help them choose which one to go to first. The first of these challenges was Vancouver versus Toronto, and Back then, when we did that actual uh, particular podcast, we would t- we t- mentioned that we're going to get back around talking about these cities, and today is the day. So we're finally going to talk about Vancouver, Canada, and to help me with the storytelling today is Kristen. Hello, eh? <laughs> That's, all I got. That's it, and Emily. Um, hi, I don't have anything. <laughs> it's supposed to be a. a? <laughs> How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and as always, I'm Zen. So pull up your storytelling rug and gather around today. We're going to be telling you why we love Vancouver so much and why it should be on your short list of places to visit. That is after our sponsor break. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. So the city of Vancouver is a coastal seaport city on the mainland of British Columbia and located about 25 miles north of the U.S. border or about a two and a half hour drive from Seattle. And one of the most striking things about Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver. <laughs> is its what physical is beauty. <laughs> the Kristen accent. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. <laughs> During the winter and spring, it's surrounded by snow-capped mountains and technically the Pacific Ocean. Um, but I did look it up and it looks like it's surrounded by both the Howe Sound and the Strait of Georgia. So if you actually pull up a map, it is um, kind of guarded from the Pacific Ocean by Vancouver Island. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that later. But without a doubt, Vancouver is gorgeous. So gorgeous. And it's surrounded, not only is it surrounded by, but it's like the nature is found right in the city. But Mm. when you're done hanging out in the city, there's also tons of things to do within the city as well. Uh, My personal favorite it's hard to choose because I love the nature. There's so like you're surrounded by nature in Vancouver. So it's mm-hmm. hard to choose specifically city wise. So um, I do like Granville Island, which is sort of equivalent. If you've been to Seattle's Pike place market, it's the same idea. It's was mainly industrial and it's not really an Island, but it's kind of, this kind of a peninsula it's right next to the water um and it's a thriving center of activity has a lot of artists and local food vendors so there's like fruit vegetables seafood all kinds of food there um and it's kind of a port yeah it's not like a i'm going off memory right now but i just remember smaller boats like so not like a huge port is it more like a yeah, just like it's, they have like, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly, but it's almost like a, I see 
little it's like a little wharfed wharfish oh, yes. kind of area. Yes, yes. But it's it's cute. It's a cute little area, public market. Um and it's kind of I mean, it was industrial, so it's got like that feel like of um kind of what am I trying to say? Not upcycling, but like a re renovated air space. Um, which is cool. So that would be like my city city choice. But if we're talking like a place within the city that I like, I like Stanley Park. I wish I spent more time there. There's just mm. so much to do there. But maybe that's someone else's choice. So we can talk about that later. What are your? Well, favorite? I'll throw in Granville <laughs> Island. I'm gonna. You know, I had a really good time going to Granville Island because. Um, did you make it into that little farmer's market? I didn't. The one time I went to Granville, it was right, I think, like, they were about to close or something. So all the local vendors were already packing up. Um, Yeah. So I just got to kind of see, like, the structure more like than the actual people and the activity. Um, But I could tell it was very popular had we gone during working hours. (laughs) Yeah. So, so the thing is the the two things I really like about, well, no, there's a couple things about Granville Island. I like, but it's just that, that marketplace. It's just like a, it's a farmer's market indoors. And it's it's like all these little, just like any farmer's market. It's just wonderful to see like all the local produces Mm -hmm. and the local vendors. Um, The other thing is that I think um, this was, always my crazy thing um i I told you guys actually right before the podcast we were just chatting and i mentioned that i like um i'm kind of a shopper when we go to other cities and other countries because i like seeing what they have the local flair and there's something called the granville island um broom company where Mm -hmm. these um young i think it's three sisters they hand make brooms sanderson sisters (laughs) <laughs> what i don't know the reference hocus pocus oh, oh oh yeah so so they make these brooms and they all look like harry potter brooms it is and- sanderson sisters <laughs> <laughs> and you got to see them because they're these beautiful brooms and and they're designed to be used you can actually have them okay. re bristled but they're so beautiful i actually bought a short one just short enough to get it it was a fireplace broom just short enough to get into my luggage and it's actually hanging on my wall it's so gorgeous wow so um yeah and i've had it on my wall i've never used it but it's it's designed to be used so Mm. um those are my two favorite things in that granville island area how about you kristen anything what sticks out to you? I really enjoyed Canada Place. Um, I, when I was there, I kind of was just like walking around, and Canada Place is like a little bit of a, um, it's like a promenade area, and then there's like a like I guess the convention center, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like a lot of like it was just so nice because it's right on the Vancouver Harbor, and um, it was very city y. Like on one side, you're like right in the downtown, and there's a lot of things going on, and people jogging and people strolling, and um, there were some really neat monuments around there, and then you could just look out in the harbor, and there was, like, people parasailing and, like, boats out there, and then right on the other side and, like, in the distance, you could see the mountains and the greenery, and it's just, like, so picturesque and beautiful, and it's really cool to be able to see that and then turn around and be right in the middle of a city again. 
Oh, yeah. I can totally see that. I have yeah. not quite a funny story, but a funny instance when the last time I was at Brown Canada Place, um, my mom and I were just enjoying the sunset and we turned around. We were watching, looking out towards the greenery area, the water, and we turned around. Um, and I guess it was like a high school prom uh, group. It was a huge, oh, not even a group. I think like they were having their high school prom at Canada Place. So we just saw tons and tons of these children i want to say but they're so nicely dressed taking their pictures and then going into canada place which is very Cute. Was a, what a sight and it was sunset they got gorgeous pictures i'm sure but just funny that's really cool did you and guys that whole area is like kind of nice and there's a lot of like good restaurants and stuff around there and i think where i was staying um i i hiked a bit like i probably walked like 20 minutes, half an hour to get there. Um, But then it seemed like where I was staying was a very like college area. There were like a lot of young kids, but like a ton of like really good restaurants, Um, like takeout places. I remember getting some really good pho from like that area. And just like my whole walk was very pleasant. So I enjoyed that. Sorry, Zen, what were you saying? Oh, no, no, no. Did you guys see the like, there's like an old town Burnaby area kind of area? Do you know what I I'm haven't referring to? Gone there, but no. I have heard of it. <laughs> there's there's this little area that has like all the original um all the it looks like okay, for lack of better words, um like an old western town. So they have the original dry goods store. Nice. They have the original school buildings. Um and you know, with all the all the original desks from you know a hundred hundred fifty years ago, they have a lot of the old trolleys, and it's a really cool um, location too. So I w- I wasn't sure if you guys had a chance to see that, but that's another one of those areas that I thought was really you know if you've have you got it's just neat to see old areas like that too. Ooh, totally, totally, and like I mean, Canada went through the same thing we did as far as like you know people a lot of Europeans landed on the East and then they had settlers and people who came out in the West and, and built just like us. So I haven't been there, but I can imagine it looks like a lot of like our like Western towns too, the old school houses and things like that. Yeah. It's, yeah, and that's cool. exactly right. So like, if you want a little bit of, uh, um, how should I say? Um, it, and the funny thing is it's right next to the city It's just, you know, it's, it's, just a really neat little area to spend half a day and you know go explore this little city like an old western town so yeah that sounds yeah. very cool I what's just- funny is the burnaby because when i went for work i was visiting simon fraser university and i think they have two campuses and like one was burnaby and one wasn't, and I was getting very confused because I couldn't remember which one I was supposed to go to. <laughs> but I remember Burnaby very well because of that. Right. Yeah. And, and, and like, it's one of those places that only hold like 50 students at most and such like that. So it's, yeah. it's really kind of cool. So do you know what Burnaby's also famous for? What? No clue. Um, I believe Michael Buble is from that area. Oh. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Um, Burnaby. Um, Michael Buble. I'm about to fact check this. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, that's just the area that he's from. So it's just. I like, knew he was Canadian, but for some reason, when I hear someone's Canadian, I always assume they're from Toronto. Toronto, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Burnaby, British Columbia. You were correct. That's where he was born. Well, not just that. The other thing is when I think of Canadians in general, um, like when I see them in the United States, so many of them are comedians. Mm -hmm. You know, so many of them are comedians versus, I mean, I I don't think, I guess when someone's like, oh, someone famous, oh, uh, from Canada, oh, they gotta be a, uh, they gotta be a comedian, or they were on Saturday Night Live. What? I don't think of singers. <laughs> yeah, I guess all the SCTV crowd. Yeah, John Candy, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, um. So many. Yeah. So. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, I remember Michael Bublé, that that reminds me because during the, if you guys remember, I think it was 2010, the Vancouver Winter Olympics, um, I was watching Stephen Colbert and he was there and he did a segment with Michael Bublé and he made Michael Bublé sing the Canadian anthem to the tune of the American National Anthem or something like that. (laughs) So it was really funny. That's funny. Yes, but now it makes sense why Michael Bublé was there. Yeah, <laughs> I just well, assumed I mean, he was Canadian, but I'm sure Vancouver played a big part. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to go through. I'm sorry, this is not necessarily Vancouver. You got to read uh, about comedians: John Candy, Phil Hartman, uh, Hartman. Seth Rogen, uh, Mike Myers, yeah. oh, yes. uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's my um, favorite. I didn't know I this, but him. Howie Mandel, Ryan Stiles. I mean, these guys are all Ryan um, Reynolds. Can- uh, no, Ryan. Oh, well, yeah, I guess yeah. he's also Canadian. But kind of a comic, yeah. So and and so is uh, Ryan Gosling, isn't he Canadian? Too? Is he Canadian? Oh my gosh, am I just making people Canadian now? All the Ryans. Yeah, well, I think if you live in Canada, you know, with the weather being so inclement yes. during the winter, you, you have to have like a sense of humor. And uh, Matthew Perry. <laughs> Matthew Perry. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. Funny. Lots of funny Canadians. Man. So. All right. What else did you guys have? Any other? I actually one of my another one of my favorites is I keep on talking about this on all the different podcasts. Is if you have a chance to go to Vancouver, this is my number one spot to go to is the Museum of Anthropology. Oh, that must be mm. so cool there. So um, you will. We be mentioned de- on sorry. We mentioned yeah. on our like Battle of the Best how. Um, Canada in general, and I noticed it, I think, a lot more in Vancouver, how good they are about preserving and promoting their First Nations yes. um, cultures. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine their Museum of Anthropology must be really cool. Yeah, it is. Gore- I mean, it's it's amazing. Is um, It is run It's part of the um, University of British Columbia. But I have seen a lot of school museums, and some of them are... Um, modest this one is a um they 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 put out all the red carpets to create this beautiful museum um it was designed by a very famous um canadian architect um it's this you know it's very interesting because it's actually a modern concrete and glass building and um, fascinating i'm looking at a picture of it right now yeah the architect was called arthur erickson and it's it's almost I believe he was trying to make it kind of like an Indian structure that like a modernist version of it, mm-hmm. but because of so much glass, it brings in a lot of natural light into the building, and and what's in this 
Museum of Anthropology is so they have a huge collection of totem poles and some of them are laying down. Some of them are upright inside a building and, um, and they're from, and they're not just totem poles from the British Columbia area. It's from all across the North Americas. And if some of them are older, some of them are newer, um, they are just, you just have to go see this um, to see all the First Nation stuff. It's just Mm -hmm. amazing. So, but you do have to take a, you have to, well, I mean, you can take a bus out there, but it is nicer to have a car Mm -hmm. um, to to get yourself out that, that from the center of the city if you're staying downtown. Yeah, it still feels like a place where you are better off with a car. Right. <laughs> we, that was a point against Vancouver, right? When we did yeah, yesterday. I think so. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but speaking of cars, uh, there's Stanley Park, which is kind of in the... It's when you're driving down the main highway. I don't really know what it's called, but you are always driving through stanley park it seems i feel like <laughs> all every roads single- lead to stanley yeah. park i feel like every time we drove in and out of the city maybe it was like through stanley park um and it's such a huge part of vancouver i feel like because i was like constantly driving past or through it um but it's essentially is it a man-made park i don't even know i need to fact check myself but it's a park where you can do a ton of things in um you can simply enjoy nature there's like a little beach there you there's ponds um but you can also there within stanley park there's the vancouver aquarium as well and there's um like a lookout point and i think you can even take like a horse-drawn carriage ride throughout the park um so it's very nice it's a very nice place to go and just chill within the city and it's kind of like New York Central Park is mm-hmm. right in the middle. You got tons of things to do. So I mm-hmm. wish I spent more time there just because it was so nice. I think I just had lunch at like the cafe and then looked up out the lookout point. Um, but I would have liked to see all the other little things that Stanley Park, Stanley Park has. There's like also uh, an area for the totem poles. Um, not all of them, but obviously a selection of totem poles. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of things to do there. Did either of you have a chance to explore when you guys were there? Didn't really explore. We definitely drove through both like <laughs> on our way to and yes. from Whistler. Um, but I do want to mention that I was trying to help you fact check and it does not look like it's man-made. It looks like it is a natural oh. space, but fun fact in 2014, Stanley Park was named the top park in the entire world by TripAdvisor based on reviews submitted. Dang. You so know there's some accolades park. for you. Yeah. <laughs> See, totally. I think of Vancouver as one of those cities where it, it's sometimes, I guess what it is, is when you go to like a city like Paris or a city like um say like London, it's just like, oh, you had to go see this shop. You had to, I mean, you had to go see this museum. You had to go do this. You had to go do this. Vancouver is kind of like a, oh, it's like a place of exploration. Yeah. Mm. And so, and, and the thing is like with Stanley Park is like, what, what can you talk about a, 
it's hard to talk about parks, right? Mm-hmm. Go out there and walk around. It's like, <laughs> but it, it, it doesn't say enough about Stanley Park because it's so beautiful. And you could just spend half a day there or even a full day just walking around, picnicking, getting a few things from, a, you know, like eating, like grabbing foods or, you know, and watching people watching. And it is just an amazing, it is so, it's so crazy. It's such a big, huge park is adjacent to a major city it's it's essentially the same uh area as the downtown area mm-hmm. and it's adjacent to um vancouver so i don't know how to yeah it's it's definitely there's so many things to do there but like in a leisure way if that makes sense yeah, yeah so you could totally just spend so much time there i mean um there's tons to do there it's hard to put into just one sentence yeah <laughs> Did you guys go to the Capilano? Yes. No. <laughs> you yes. go. You you go, Emily. <laughs> Let's <Okay>. see how, <laughs> how our experiences compare. Um, okay, so when I did research about Vancouver in general, Capilano was like one of the first top places that's like always recommended as like the best attraction or something like that. Um, so it's essentially it not essentially it is it was the first tourist attraction. That opened in Vancouver in 1889. Um, oh. So it's been open oh. a while. And it's right in the city. It's like not in the city, but maybe like a 15-minute drive out of downtown. It's so close. Um, but the kind of like main point of or like the highlight of Capilano is their suspension bridge. So I, I love bridges. what it is about Canada, but like, or maybe British Columbia, but like suspension bridges are... A, a big deal like there's this capilano one there's a couple other smaller versions um throughout kind of sprinkled through the other smaller parks um but yeah this bridge is crazy it's wide so many people so much foot traffic every single day um and it's just it's a 70 meter it's a, on top of a 70 meter deep canyon i don't know what the equivalent of meters to feet <laughs> but 70 meters is a lot so when you're walking uh, on it yeah that's that's 70 meters that's about 70 yards that means okay. about 210 feet which means about 20 roughly 21 stories high okay Whoa. yeah so imagine 21 stories high you're on this bridge with like tons of other people and it's kind of like rocking back and forth and then you're looking down into like beautiful trees and little creeks and just greenery and nature it's awesome um so that's like the highlight but there's a uh, several other kind of activities they have throughout the park um we talked about this on our best of the best but what was it called it's like it's like their skywalk yeah thing. yeah it's like a glass <laughs> skywalk yes um i bl- so I will say about the same thing is like, first of all, it's like the, first of all, you're in the middle of a pine forest or some kind of, you know, like that type of fir forest. And it's just amazing how many trees there are. And you're talking about, you're like three miles away from the downtown area. And it's just like trees everywhere. You're, you're in a city and a a 10 minute drive and all of a sudden you're in just complete nature um did you cross the bridge you had to pay to get in yes you do have to pay to get in i will say it is worth it just because it's not just the bridge it's there's a 
several other things besides the bridge itself, but the bridge is the highlight. Um, yes, I did cross. It was funny because um, I went to this, I went to Capilano as a second destination um, because I read how much foot traffic it gets and how busy it kind of and crowded it gets. So I wanted to walk a suspension bridge that was like smaller and like less, you know, less crowded, just, you know, to get, a more nature feel and less touristy feel, if that makes sense. So I went to Lynn Canyon first. Um, and it's funny because you, when I look up suspension bridges on, in British Columbia or Vancouver, Capilano is always the first one, but it seems like Lynn Canyon's always the second, even mm-hmm. though most articles or most people are like, Oh, Lynn Canyon, it's the secret like bridge. If you don't want to get stuck in, crowds at Capilano head over to Lynn it's much smaller for sure it's probably like I'd say Capilano across you could probably put like four or five people like shoulder to shoulder in a sense and like that could take but with Lynn it's pretty much like one person maybe two can like sneak past each other Um, but it's definitely a lot smaller um, and it's a lot more tucked into nature so that was my first experience Capilano a lot bigger they have it's pretty loud um over the loudspeaker there's like constantly like no jumping on the bridge like don't rock the bridge oh, too much because <laughs> that damn bridge is it's like being a very in like a very small boat in a very large storm <laughs> you know because that thing is just i mean it's it's not i wouldn't say violently swaying but it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a strong sway it it it's a little nerve-wracking how's that yeah no and especially like seeing how many people are on the bridge at one time it's not yeah they don't really like regulate the number of bodies going across so it's it's a little crazy <laughs> yeah and and the kind of given other pe- people painting a picture it's it's um it's f- like four football fields long Wow. And it's and then it's four football fields long. It's maybe about six feet wide-ish or something like that. And then it's just like, you know, then you have this drop, you know, what 21-story drop. And then on each side of you are like f- these beautiful pine trees coming out. So it's it's just the craziest thing, you know. Who decided to build this? It's beautiful. Yeah. But. I wonder like what the significance <laughs> is just because like suspension bridges seem to be like a thing of Vancouver, at least based on <laughs> Capilano. <laughs> like it's, it's well, they probably thing. need a lot of them given their whole geography. Mm. And, you know, it's like tract housing at some point. You're just here. We got one. Yeah. <laughs> knock them all out. You know, at one point it must have been a, something like designed out of necessity to traverse yeah. from area to area. Just, I mean, if you're thinking 400, you know, uh, what, what did we just say? Like about four football fields. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're trying to travel four football fields versus climbing down 21 stories, getting to the, you know, probably crossing a river and then climbing up another 21 stories, uh, a, a suspension bridge seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. As opposed to the um, <laughs> Skywalk, which is com- a complete tourist. Thing, oh, but- <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. the Skywalk is just for at least it's not. I don't think it's glass, which is nice that there's no glass bottom. It's just a wood bottom, but you're like looking right over the edge of the mountain. Yeah. Uh, so there is that. Uh, but it's it's very cool. And um, what is also cool about Capilano is that they sprinkle in, not even sprinkle, they weave in the like First Nation 
history and right. everything throughout the entire park. So that's awesome. And the too. best thing is if you, um, I don't remember the exact details, but essentially if you're staying downtown, um, the Capilano bridge actually has a free shuttle. Oh, that's convenient. So yeah, because the thing is like, when I was there, we were there for like a week and a half. We only rented a car for like two days or three days, mm-hmm. but you can get to Capilano Bridge just by taking a, um, just by j- getting on this little shuttle at the right time of day, and then then making it out there, and then it will get bring you back to your um, downtown area. So hmm. nice, so convenient, very nice, very friendly. Where did you? Where did you gals stay? Um. Well, the most recent time I was there, I stayed at that we talked about on the other podcast, and I already forgot the name, the Saskatchewan Lodge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not Saskatchewan. That is a Canadian province. Um, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, shoot. But it had a, it was like an Aboriginal or like First Nation name. Oh, shoot. How about Emily? Do you remember where you stayed? I was trying to think. Oh, sorry. I was trying to think of where Kristen stayed. I stayed (laughs) at um, an Airbnb. So it was not as special as Kristen's, Um, but it was nice. It was right right outside of downtown, like in the suburban area of Vancouver. Um, And there was a dog. It was nice. (laughs) 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 A nice (laughs) <laughs> okay, with the um, Skewatches Lodge. Oh, geez. <laughs> and it looks like I was right in between, like, Japantown and Chinatown or something Ooh, like that. Let's talk about that I'm next. Trying to get, I'm trying to get the... Uh, oh, there we go. Just west of Japantown. It looks like I was maybe kind of in, like, the Gastown area, perhaps. Who can know? <laughs> Okay. I'm looking at the map trying to figure it out, but I don't know. But close to like, sorry, like walking distance to um, everything on the, uh, in like that downtown area. Okay. Yes. I stayed at the Sheridan downtown. They have like a small um, hotel that has, they're like mini suites. And um, what's nice, they, they have two different rooms, but it's very conveniently located next to everything you know it's it's downtown so you're you know there's lots of places that you can go eat there's lots of places you know there's like you go get little it's easy transportation from that location um also it's uh walking distance to um like the uh oh geez now i'm losing um it's essentially walking distance to like the the where do they play hockey? Arena. Yeah, it's a couple blocks away from the arena. Oh my the god! Vancouver Canucks. Canucks. Yeah. Is that the yeah. team? Yeah. 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 Okay. And so it's one of those places that is just very convenient, and then also it's a large chain, and it's usually not that expensive to stay there. So, um, strangely enough, I was shocked. It's like the rooms were big, and um, it was relatively inexpensive. So that was kind of fun. You know, like it was in the mid hundreds you know mm. versus a you know as opposed to two to three hundred yeah. dollars you know totally. so okay. nice can we talk about chinatown and Japan? go ahead that just yeah, sounds girl good. 
dude. <laughs> You're the, the one who stayed, stayed between them. Uh, but okay. Yeah, but I didn't really go east to Japantown. Oh, okay. That's okay. I, I, I only west, went yeah. to Chinatown. I didn't know there was a Japantown. Um, yeah. But it's cool. They have, Vancouver has a pretty big Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, I mean, there's food, shopping. Well, which, which Chinatown, though? Is there more than one? Is there more than one? Yeah, so there's the there's the downtown Chinatown, and then there's a um, another Chinatown that's uh, a little bit outside of the city area. Huh. So most people know about the Chinatown that's downtown. Okay, I. That's probably the one you went to. I I think so. I only knew there was one, so I'm thinking it was the downtown one. Um, I did go to it. We went to we tried to get dim sum on a Sunday morning without reservations, and they all laughed in our faces. <laughs> oh no! Because <laughs> we didn't realize how big Chinatown was, or like not big, but like just how popular, popular it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did not get dim sum. <laughs> um, but it was fine. Like it was, there's tons of good food around there, so we were not disappointed. We were a little bit disappointed that they were like they kind of just stared at us, like you don't have reservation. Um, Rude. Yeah, but it was cool. The food is still delicious. I don't remember where we ate, but I think we had pho. So mm, I had pho there. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I feel like you can't go wrong. My favorite was in the Chinatown area is they have, um, did you go into, it's a Dr. Sun Yat-sen class, uh, Chinese garden. What? No, but I think I read that. That sounds neat. That sounds name. That name sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah. It's if you have a chance when you're in Chinatown, they have a traditional Chinese garden with, you know, the plants and waterscapes and it's a nice way. It's like a small Asian oasis in the middle of Vancouver. And that's, what's so nice about it is that there's so many open, um, beautiful, uh, beautiful outdoor things to do. Um, and it's so peaceful there. Um, there's a lot of benches to hang out on and it's really tranquil. And then, you step out then and then you're in Chinatown. <laughs> Very wow. cool. Um, I just yeah. looked up on TripAdvisor and they say it was it's modeled after Ming Dynasty private scholars gardens and it's the first of its kind built outside of China. Oh uh, wow. Which is very fascinating. And it's to think outside of China and they chose Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Um, well and it has all those traditional like yeah. pagoda top buildings and circular doorways and yeah nice um and it was named one of the world's top city gardens by national geographic wow they know their stuff so (laughs) i would put a lot of stock into that that's it's really cool i'm looking at pictures now and you're right zen like you're totally like immersed in this old old chinese like garden and then you kind of look up and you can see like apartment complexes yeah and they have like a Jimi hendrix shrine not too far away from there really yeah which is i don't was he i don't know he was an american yeah, he, well, i guess i think he was from seattle so maybe he had an opportunity to go up there here. yeah influencer but i was like huh why do they have a Jimi hendrix shrine in, <laughs> yeah. um, right. in vancouver it's just like a little one-stop like small building but it's like huh 
and why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems a little bit out of place. You know what? In, in Lithuania, there's like this famous um, mural for Frank Zappa. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I did so much research trying to understand why it was there. And I never got an answer. They just... Someone like Frank Zappa who lived there, I guess. Huh. Couldn't find the connection. So who knows? Uh, did you guys spend... I spent some time in Gastown poking around in the shops. I think I did walk around that area. You know, it's, I very briefly walked around. It's just like an old part of the city. Um, You know, it's an old part of the city. I mean, one of the most... Notable things is they have that steam clock. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. So they have this outdoor clock, you know, that like on the hour it blows off steam and it plays music and such, you know, and it's 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 very very much a um, tourist trap kind of thing, but it's a <laughs> cool kind of tourist trap thing, so it's it's okay. And they also have a lot of First Nation shops. Um, if you want to buy little knickknacks for your home, it's like, but there's an all made by um first nations um artists and carvers and such so that's a lot of fun to go do um i believe what's that hip backpack that all the kids carry what, around your the one that i can't pronounce Fjord, it looks like, oh, like no, a swedish first, one <laughs> it starts with an h i think oh uh, Her- oh. oh yeah herschel that's i it. don't know yeah, that yeah. one Mm-hmm. Oh, I am familiar. Okay, um, I believe that Herschel um, started. Yeah, it did. Um, if you Herschel was actually started in Vancouver, and in I believe the Gastown area as well. Emily, you're young enough and hip enough, right? <laughs> I am familiar with Herschel. Um, I never owned any. I wanted to own some, but they're expensive. So um, that's cool. Yeah, there. And at one point, I believe there was even a Herschel um, Herschel Supply Company brand. Um, it's a it's kind of a hipster kind of thing, but um, I think they may have had a shop down there as well. Hmm. Oh, What's my favorite see. brand? Another one a of the backpack? shops. Oh, no, no. I was going to say one of my other favorite things uh, uh, that's Canadian and I think specifically Vancouver is there's something called Red Canoe Brands. Hmm. Have you heard of it? So um, Red Canoe Brands is a company that purchased all the branding rights to not all the branding, but some of the branding rights to a lot of old traditional um, American and Canadian companies specifically in the aerospace arena. So if you want a Lockheed and as a, as a, um, as a guy, you know, like Lockheed Martin, like the airplane company, if you want a Lockheed t-shirt, they have the rights and they make a whole bunch of like Lockheed t-shirts. They have a lot of, um, like sweaters that are, um, that are kind of like old style British military. Uh, like zip-up sweaters Hmm. and so it has a very unique vintage look and feel like like you went walked into like an old uh thrift store and picked up a bunch of old military t-shirts or 
uh, jackets and stuff like that. And it's really cool. It's it's kind of a hipster brand as well, but I really like uh, Red Canoe brands. So, and they have a bunch of shops. Or if you even if you don't see the um, shop, you, you'll see you'll see their clothing in throughout that area. Have as to well. check that out. It's very interesting. Well, this is completely coincidental. It must have been subconscious, but it just occurred to me that my coffee cup sitting right in front of me <laughs> is from a Vancouver uh, business that I visited last time I was there called Catfe. <laughs> and like the name suggests, it was a cat cafe. And I think it might have been in kind of the, the gas town-ish area. Um, but I, that's something I look for when I go to different places. I love going to cat cafes, especially <laughs> when I'm traveling because I miss my cat. And, um, I just realized <laughs> I'm drinking out of my cat fake cup today. Totally didn't even mean to, um, knowing we're, um, talking about Vancouver today, but, uh, they had a, they had a nice one. I enjoyed it. The cats were really friendly and they had, um, a lot of room and it was like right above like it was like part of like a mall or something but you could see it from from the street you could look up and see all the like cat trees and the oh cats gosh. playing around <laughs> and stuff which was super cute so did you get awesome. the impression did they have was it designed for t- tourists or was it designed for locals or a little bit of both I, I think it's a little bit of both i think cat cafes are are starting to be um kind of a new thing that it's just like a novelty thing i don't think it's necessarily geared towards i mean because cats are pretty universal i think most cultures have them so i don't think it's like hey come play with a cat you've never seen a cat before and like (laughs) there's not even really very many different breeds of cats you know you've seen three you've seen them all um so i think it's really just like uh anyone who doesn't have a cat if you want to come play with a cat we have cats here um i don't think it's like tourist specific Okay, I was just wondering. So yeah, that's my impression. But so Emily, I know that you went to Victoria and Vancouver Island, I believe. Yes, is that where Bouchard Garden is? Yes. Yes. Then I was there. <laughs> you want you want to talk about that a little bit, and sure. then we'll close this up. Yeah. Let me just make sure I am saying the right thing, so I don't we don't need to like fact check everything. Um, okay, so Bouchard Garden is basically like when you look up what to do in vancouver or like maybe day trips out of vancouver or something like that bouchard garden will always be somewhere along the list um it is an island it's on victoria island like zen just said but so you have to take a ferry out from vancouver i don't know how long that ride is i want to say less than an hour (laughs) Uh, if it's more than that's a little far but What's really cool about Bouchard Gardens is it is a huge garden and it's been there for like over a hundred years. And it's essentially that you get a map, obviously, when you go there and you can see there's so many different sections of different gardens that the it used to be owned by a family cannot remember their names uh oh maybe it was bouchard that would make sense (laughs) (laughs) who who owned the Gurdelli chocolate company i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) seriously just stream of consciousness right now um but so i think if memory serves me correctly this the bouchard family owned this land and um 
they just kind of worked. They just the wife or the mom loved gardening so much that and maybe they traveled or something like that that she kind of brought different forms of gardens into their garden um so there's like a rose garden there's like an english garden there's like an asian garden um japanese oh sorry japanese garden there's an italian garden um there's a sunken garden which is that was very interesting um it's like you you're walking on the walkway and then you take stairs down like into the garden so it's kind of like a valley um a mini valley in a sense and the flowers you're you're like you're kind of like alice in wonderland sized with like these huge flowers (laughs) it's definitely like a full like you can spend a full day there and i'm pretty sure there must be like bed and breakfast things or some things around the area that can allow people to come back for multiple days um it's just so pretty and i think it changes throughout the seasons maybe um not necessarily like the gardens the gardens stay like mediterranean italian um japanese but like they'll change the decorations or like they'll have specific like seasonal i don't know attractions or like concerts or something uh, it's just really pretty yeah and, and i think they're still family owned a hundred years later it's like i run think by so too that's always so grandchildren yeah. Yeah. yeah and then what's also cool is they have there's two main dinings areas and so there's like a cafe and there's a sit-in or like a fine dining area and i think the fine dining restaurant is in the actual home like the original home of the original owners um, and then you can look out and you see the the wife or the mom, um, her own like private garden that she like, kind of kept for herself versus oh, wow. like the rest of the gardens that sh- were created were more for like attractions, like for others. You know what I mean? So it's very cool. Definitely spend a full day there. It is worth the money. That's really but cool. But also check the weather because <laughs> I thought it was going to be cold. All the so time I, you're in Vancouver, check the weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be cold. So I wore jeans, but it was like hot the entire day. And you're out in the gardens, oh, just walking yeah. around with the sun beating down on you. So just, you know, remember Vancouver weather is not, it's, it's not uh, predictable. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, that's our hot take. I think that's a good hot take on Vancouver. Yeah. So. Um, we'll close it up. So once again, thank you for t- tuning in. If you'd like to have more, check us out on our Facebook or Instagram social media pages, and you can find lots of photos of our adventures. And we'll throw a bunch of photos of Vancouver up and interesting articles. Yes. And last of all, before we leave, we'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine. Division of Continuing Education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. Make sure you support them because, you know what? They pay our bills. (laughs) (laughs) Not just that. They have great classes. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, find them at ce.uci.edu. Once again, ce.uci.edu. And thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.